Welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, I am sitting down with Michelle Steiner. Now, Michelle was born with a learning disability called math dyscalculia. It severely impacts her ability to do math. It impacts her hand dexterity and her visual perception. Despite these difficulties, Michelle has been able to go to college and graduate. She has been able to have a successful career and has been able to complete many other successes. She writes about her challenges and her triumphs in a blog titled Michelle's Mission. Uh, There'll be more about that later on, but um, basically Michelle is doing a lot to to get the word out um, and spread the word about learning disabilities, especially math dyscalculia. It's kind of the opposite of dyslexia. And um, we're going to get into that. So take a listen. First, Michelle, um, you know, could you tell me a little bit about your background? And if you could tell me about, you know, your learning disability and how has it affected you? Sure. Well, my name is Michelle Steiner, and I live in Pennsylvania uh, with my husband and our two cats. Uh, I uh, right. I work as a paraeducator in a school, and I'm also a disability writer. I have my own blog called Michelle's Mission. I have a learning disability. Uh, my learning disability is uh, dyscalculia. And that's um, the math uh, learning disability. I just really am not able to get numbers and struggle with how they work. Uh, I also have visual perception uh, difficulties as well. Uh, That's not in my eyes, but that's in my brain. And I also have limited hand dexterity. So that affects how I write and just how I use my hands. Okay. Okay. Um when did you know that you had this disability? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming if you had Uh it for a long, for a very long time, what was it like growing up with this in your life? Sure. Uh, I knew I, I was diagnosed with a learning disability when I was in kindergarten. Uh, my teachers thought something was uh, going on. I just wasn't being able to, uh, learn like a lot of the other students. And I also struggled socially as well. And they had an evaluation done on me and I can remember, um, they were from a pretty young age. My parents explained that I had a learning disability and that I learned differently, Uh, Little things were difficult for me. Uh, Things such as uh, learning how to tie my shoes. That was particularly hard. Uh, Counting, eye-hand coordination. Those things were really hard. So uh, I don't remember very much uh, about my life uh, before I was diagnosed. Having my learning disability has just always been uh, a way of life for me. Okay. And again, this is called math dyscalculia? Yeah, yes, it's dyscalculia or dyscalculia, as some people pronounce it. And it's more, it's the math disability. Okay. That's that's just crazy to me because math is hard enough for me to get in general, but then to have mm-hmm. something like that on top of everything else, uh, that's got to be very, very, very challenging. Um, 
but uh, are there are there any particular strategies that you use to you know to help compensate with you know having your disability in school well one of the things when i all throughout school what we did uh, was i had specialty instruction in in the beginning it was in all areas and slowly i uh, was able to be in regular all regular ed classes by the time I was in high school, except for math. That was never the one that we were successful with. Uh, so um, I was able to be in regular ed classes for other things by using uh, strategies uh, such as extended test time and having the test read aloud. That was one thing that we uh, were able to do to compensate with that. Uh, also, I whenever I was... Uh, in college, I had a note taker, and that was really helpful because I was able to focus on the lecture. And uh, in case I missed something, my note taker was able to take uh, jot that down. And I also, if someone wanted to study with me, I they uh, were able to read the note taker's handwriting a lot better than my own. So there, there are some things that uh, we, we can do. Uh, it's not that the person with a learning disability can't learn. That sometimes they just need a different way to do things. Right, right. Um, when you mentioned note taker, that you know, especially seemed interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just curious, um, how does that work? Um, you know, being able to have a note taker in class, and how do you? You know, like I guess, mm-hmm. is there a specific sort of process you have to go through to make that happen? Yes. Whenever I had a note taker at university, I was registered uh, with Office for the um, the, the Center for Students that Had Disabilities right at my uh, local university, and I filled out. I had a, a paper that I put on that was one of the recommend uh, accommodations, so that was already filled out. And what would they would do is they would match me up with someone who would take notes uh, for my class. And the person would usually it was a peer that was already uh, in the class and they would take notes and they would drop a copy. They would make a copy, drop them off at the office and I would uh, pick them up. Uh, I would check in there periodically to see where my notes were. And that was that was our form that, that, that we were able to do. Okay. Okay. That's very, I got you. Um, now that, that kind of brings me to my next question um, mm-hmm. about college. Cause you know, after high school, you know, I, I imagine after all the growing experiences that you had with your disability, you know, adjust like kind of adjusting the life and, you mm-hmm. know, life in college, I'm, I'm, I imagine that couldn't have been very easy. Right. No, college was uh, what was difficult um, for me. I always knew I wanted to go to college. That was something I always knew. Uh, a lot of people had reservations if I could and if I could handle it, including myself. I can remember I had a teacher that said, "Well, uh, with your math disability, why don't you? Uh, I don't know if you can do it. So let's try to get you into vocational uh, school." And nothing there interested me, but I knew I wanted to do it. And I initially, I didn't use the services. I I found a program that uh, involved the least amount of math and science, but I didn't want to use those services because I uh, 
there was just such a stigma attached to people who had extended test time or other service disability services on campus. So I didn't use them. And my grades really suffered with not using them. Okay. And yeah. And I can remember I was really struggling in a class and I had a professor that said, why don't we at least get you extended test time? And I can remember I did that. I passed her class and I was able to graduate uh, with an associate's degree in early childhood education. And nice. I, thank you. And, and I was happy with that, but I always wanted more for myself. And I had a psychiatrist who told me, well, you're most likely not going to go beyond community college. And I can just remember that wanting more. And I had the opportunity when I uh, lost my job. uh, Well, I had to move back in with my parents. My job was downsizing and they were switching. There was a lot of uh, stuff going on with that. And that gave me the chance to go back to school. And this time I used the accommodations and it was so much easier when I when I used them. I made Dean's List for one semester. Uh, nice. Yeah. And I also found a program that had the least amount of math and science possible. And I was able to graduate with a bachelor's degree, despite a lot of people who didn't think that I could do it. Congratulations on that. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. No, that um, that's that's a really great thing. I you know that kind of makes me think back to when I was in school and standardized tests first um, really kind of came on the scene. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm kind of showing my age a little bit by saying that. But um, you know, I was still in middle school at that time. Well, you know, kind of getting started with middle school, and um, I was able to you know pass all the standardized tests except for the one in math and that particular Mm -hmm. test, you had to pass it in order to get to the next level of math. And um, otherwise, you were going to get held back. And um, sure enough, I failed that thing like three or four times. And um, they really just felt like I couldn't do math. And um, in every other class, I excelled. I was doing really well. But in math, I was held back to general math. I wasn't able to get um, even into algebra up, up at that point. And, um, it, um, I just remembered sitting in class with a lot of the other kids who were considered like, you know, just, I mean, I guess just to be real, like the kids who were considered like the bad kids or the troublemakers or the ones who were, you know, yeah, you know, the ones who had almost, who had kind of like given up or whatever. And, you know, I just kind of felt, I just kind of, it made me feel like, wow, I guess maybe I really, I really can't do math. Maybe I really can't do this stuff, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I started to feel like that a little bit, but, um, mm-hmm. then, um, I finally passed it toward the end of my time. And, um, I don't know. I, I want to say it took me like maybe my fourth or fifth try and then I passed it, but I had gotten held back one, um, one, one, uh, grade in math, mm-hmm. um, by that point. And, um, then uh, in summer school, like after I took algebra, um, there was this teacher who he was incredibly motivational. You know, I still remember his name, still remember his face and everything, but, mm-hmm. um, he was totally different from the other teachers and, um, the way he broke down, um, a math problem, 
he really kind of broke it down in a way that you could really understand it. And it was an algebra equation. And I just remember being in class and seeing him talk about, now, if you got two apples and then you add, but then you have three bananas and all this other stuff, you know, talking about A and B and all this. And, you know, just um, the way he did that, it started to make me think, you know what, maybe I can do this. And um, once that door was open, I just kind of had to walk through it. In summer school, um, I decided to, like, I didn't fail or anything, but I ended mm-hmm. up deciding to um, go go to do geometry in summer school and try and skip over a year, you know, of math. And um, the guidance counselor at the time, she didn't believe, because the only, the only class that was offered was honors mm-hmm. um, level geometry, and she didn't think I could handle honors. She thought I needed academic, but um, my mom really believed that I could do it. But this lady was kind of like, you know, I, you know, like really was pretty adamant that I did not do it. But um, I did it and I missed getting an A by just like a couple percentage points. Um, very high B and um, jumped right into next thing you know, I'm caught up with a lot of uh, my, my, uh, my fellow classmates, caught up with a lot of the smart kids or whatever you want to call right. them. You know, and um, I'm doing pre-calc and trig and moving on. And I don't know, it, it just, it's just interesting to me what mm-hmm. you had said about how, um, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you just really, there are certain um, accommodations that you need. And once you get what you really need, you can accomplish what, you know, you want to do. Like you have the will to do it. You know, you just need to figure out what makes it work for you, you know. Right, exactly. And my dad often says, it's not that I think you can't get math. They just haven't found a way to teach it to you yet. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. and it's just about, yeah, you find the accommodations and what works for you. And uh, you you just have to go out there and do that. Right. No, exactly. Um, Now, um, one thing that kind of uh, stuck out to me um, when I was looking at your blog, I thought mm-hmm. I saw something about uh, you mentioning um, that, you know, your disability impeded upon your ability to drive a car. Yes. Um, you know, what happened there and how have you worked around this? Sure. Uh, from the time I was really young, we knew I was uh, um, not the most coordinated. I would uh, blink uh, whenever a ball would come at me. I would uh, blink uh, we knew that I, I could basically trip over air, <laughs> and that was hard for me uh, with, with gym class. And we, whenever driving came up when I, was, uh, t- when I turned 16, my parents thought that uh, we would wait a year before I started to uh, get into a car to learn how to drive. So one of the things that they did is we lived down in the country, and we had a house that was on this big hill, and we had this field. And my dad gave me uh, the lawnmower and said, okay, yeah, um, mow the field. And instead of making those really nice, straight, perfect lines, I ended up making uh, circles. And I uh, now we know where crop circles come from. <laughs> and they, they figured that was going to be an issue. Uh, but they did put me uh, in the vehicle. We went up our long driveway. And thankfully, my mom was in the car with me or, or I would have uh, ran into the garage and this 
this just became a concern uh, for my family. And I was already uh, getting involved with Office for Vocational Rehabilitation, where they were going to be paying for school and uh, doing testing. And we requested that I had uh, a driver's license uh, evaluation to see if I could drive. And when I went to the uh, place to get this done, I passed with knowing what to do if uh, there was ever an accident and knowing a lot of other skills. The thing that I couldn't do was my visual perception. Uh, I just, she, the woman at the end said, I, you passed everything else, but with your visual perception, I can't, rem- I can't recommend you getting your license. And my mom prayed in the chapel that morning that uh, whatever God wanted, she was happy with. God's will would, would be fine. And we just didn't think that that would be the best uh, option for me. So one of the things, I've been very blessed with a nice support system. Uh, my husband's able to take me to work. I have friends that can take me where I need to go. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I have a co-worker, I have co-workers that can take me home. And I also live in a central location. And that's really important, too, because if I'm not able to get a ride, I'm able to uh, walk to where I need to go. And that helps out uh, tremendously. Yeah. And and even there's something really neat about being able to go on these walks. I can uh, pick up on details that other people might miss while driving. And I take a lot of pictures and people will tell me that I can bring out details that they don't see uh, in things like flowers. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. And uh, it sounds like uh, you've spent a lot of time figuring out how to, you know, work around some of these, some of these mm-hmm. issues. And, you know, it, it sounds like it's working very well for you. So also on your blog, I guess, from my understanding, from what I could tell, um, mm-hmm. your blog is called Michelle's Mission. And, yes. um, okay. And I, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of good information and there's a lot of, ins- there's a lot of inspiring stuff in your blog. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, can you tell me a little more about your blog in, in general and what is the, um, goal with the blog? Sure. Uh, my blog is a lot of, uh, I have disability-related articles about life with a dis- disability. I put information just about different different aspects of what it's like to have a dyscalculia and just other general things about uh, life with, with having one. I also uh, feature some of the photography that I was talking about. And the goals of uh, Michelle's mission is to educate uh, empower and be able to encourage people with and without learning disabilities. Okay. Yeah. I saw some of the photography on there. That's good stuff. Um, thank you. Yeah. Especially the flowers. Um, just saying it, it looks Thanks. really nice, but, uh, okay. So Michelle, are there any special initiatives you have underway that you'd like to mention? I am just uh, working very hard to just try to bring awareness out uh, of what learning disabilities are, especially dyscalculia. That is definitely one thing that uh, I am uh, definitely trying to do. I also um, write disability articles for other publications that that come out too. But my main goal is just to be able to uh, bring uh, awareness and acceptance to learning disabilities. 
That's very good. As far as as far as learning disabilities go, I think there's, you know, there, even now there's still a lot of misinformation about learning disabilities in general. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I um, I hope that this gets to spread a little bit more, a bit more information about you know, and hopefully, you know, the people who um, hear this episode, you know, maybe they get to learn a little bit more and get their minds open a little bit more about learning disabilities in general, because everybody's, you know, I feel like most people have heard of dyslexia, for instance, yes. but I feel like next to no one has heard of dyscalculia, you know. And, um, that is so true, because a lot of times when I tell people, oh, I have a learning disability, they'll say, oh, you must have dyslexia, or or you can't read, and they're, they're shocked. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just as common to have uh, dyscalculia as it is to have dyslexia. Wow. Okay. Yep. That is very interesting. I I did not know that um, until just until you just said no. that. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, okay. Well, um, how can people reach you if they'd like to learn more about you, your story, and the work that you do? Sure. They can reach me at my, at my blog, uh, michellesmission.blog, or they can also reach me um, on Instagram at steiner seven two five zero. Okay, um, and Steiner is S-T-E-I-N-E-R? That's correct. Okay. Um, all right. Well, um, Michelle, it's pretty much um, all that I had for you. Um, I want to thank you so much for sitting down with me today and taking the time to um, to talk to me about this. Well, thank you for having me, Tyrone. I appreciate that. All right. And this concludes my interview with Michelle Steiner. Again, if you'd like to know more about Michelle, uh, if you'd like to take a look at her blog, if you'd like to take a look at Michelle's mission, um, you can find her at michellesmission.blog. That's michellesmission.blog, Michelle with two L's. And also you can find her on Instagram at Steiner, S, T as in Tom, E, I, N as in November, E, R, 7250. Again, that's Steiner, 7250. That's pretty much everything that I have for today. Um, As always, if you enjoyed this interview, um, feel free to subscribe. Feel free to give the podcast a rating, whatever you think it deserves. And um, aside from that, that's pretty much it. So um, have a great day, everyone.